It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, as the Western Corridor population grows faster than most regions, member for Ipswich Jennifer Howard joins me for a regular update, which also includes more school upgrades in Ipswich, another round of the Skilling Queenslanders program, and this week in Parliament. It's also the 75th anniversary of Victory in the Pacific. It's Victory. Victory in the Pacific. World War II is at an end. It had been a very different scene six years earlier. A mere 20 years from the war to end all wars, Australians were once again called to arms. On this, the 75th anniversary of Victory in the Pacific, we remember our heroic servicemen and women. Those who returned and those who gave their lives to defend us. And we pay tribute to all generations of Australian defence personnel who, to this day, continue to protect and defend our Australian way of life. Special thanks to RSL Queensland for that audio featuring the voice of Walter Williams. It's Saturday, August 15, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. It's been a week of gloomy news when it comes to job losses, particularly with the temporary closure of JBS at Dinmore. The state government has been rolling out job creation programs which support the larger federal government job payments and programs. Long-term projects in the region include upgrades to the Warrigo Highway being planned to cater for population growth. Thanks for talking with Ipswich today, Jennifer Howard. My pleasure, Alan. Always lovely to talk to you. COVID-19 is impacting on almost everything we do and there's no end in sight. We're basically six months into this pandemic. How much has it changed the agenda and priorities for government? It's it's really shifted everything. Um, obviously, you know, we've gotten uh, Queenslanders so far well at, when it comes to maintaining our healthy status. Uh, we've kept the numbers down certainly very well here in Queensland, but we do have to have a very strong focus on the economy now. And really keeping keeping the numbers down in Queensland has, has freed us up to do that. So uh, there's a number of projects. I think I might have spoken to you 
already about the um, funding that we've been able to give the council here in Ipswich uh, and right across southeast Queensland under the Works of Queensland um, COVID Recover and Unite uh, projects. And that's really given us a boost to the economy because it's for shovel-ready projects that we can instantly get, you know, people started on and, and get people out um, employed working on that. But just recently, we announced a funding boost from the Palaszczuk government to carry out some new projects, some minor works and upgrades at all of our local schools here in Ipswich. Yeah, we'll get to those in a moment. But the news out of JBS this week is a, another blow for jobs, at least in the short term. Did you have any warning that was coming? No, not at all. And and I know that we've been staying in close contact with our big employers. And, and I mean, really, JBS is the biggest employer here in, in our area. So we have been... Um, staying in contact with them and you know it, it really it really was a blow to a lot of people but um i you know i they're a strong company i believe that you know they've, they've come through it there's a number of job training and creation programs being rolled out by the state and one is targeting school leavers at Bremer state high how's this actually going to work well, it's fantastic. So we've got this amazing woman um, called Ness, who's actually from the uh, from the private sector. She's been working already in employment in Ipswich. She's incredibly well connected, and she'll be working with our uh, with the kids at the high school. It's a it's a program that ran that rolled out as a trial at Red Bank Plains High School, very successfully, and we got a significant number of uh, kids who you know at I guess at risk kids, kids who kids who might struggle to sort of follow a path, you know, past high school. Uh, it's been able to sort of target those kids and get them in a direction uh, of you know, further learning, which is it's critical really for, um, for quality of life and, you know, just for self-esteem uh, and particularly now more than ever. Well, 2020 is certainly a daunting year for year 12s because yes. they will uh, make up probably the largest cohort of the unemployed demographic. How will this help improve their chances of scoring a job? Well, that they'll have that one-on-one -on -one, um, contact. And as I said, Ness in, in particular is incredibly well connected across the community. So she will work with those kids. She'll, uh, you know, uh, help them work with the skills and the direction that they want to go in. And of course, you know, we still have the free TAFE for year 12 leaders uh, in certain diploma areas. That's another great incentive and, and has worked incredibly well in this area. So, you know, we we just don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. And, and that's what these that's what these type of programs are. Doing. Do you think any other schools will be able to come on board? I do. I know that there's uh, quite a few schools. This uh, Bremer High was one of 10, I believe, across across the area across southeast Queensland area. And, um, yeah, that's, we're going to see some great results from that. The Skilling Queenslanders for Work program is about to enter another phase, yeah. 480 Ipswich residents mm -hmm. uh, to be assisted. How important is this program during the COVID era? Uh, more important than ever. We have seen unemployment increase, uh, uh, sadly. We'd gotten it down, you know, almost 8% in youth unemployment, but unfortunately we can see that climbing back up again uh, so, you know, the Skilling Queenslanders for Work program really has the runs on the board. We know that it works. We've seen it uh, firsthand, particularly here in Ipswich. And uh, the the boost that we're giving um, for essential on-the-job training under this very successful program will, uh, will be invested in various school programs to help locals get back into the workforce. And what skills will be targeted in this round? 
Well, here in Ipswich, in my electorate alone, I'm very excited about it because we've got some good news for aspiring horticulturists. Uh, Five Bridges, it's a local Indigenous uh, organisation. They support um, Indigenous job seekers in a really practical, hands-on way. And its youth skills program is a very good example of that. And we're, uh, we're going to be targeting the Certificate 2 in Horticulture and Vocational Pathways. So this kicks off virtually immediately? Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's very good news. We're 73% of skill in Queensland's for work participants find work or take on further training after completing one of these programs. Despite COVID, Ipswich's population growth continues virtually unabated, uh, as does the population in the Western Corridor. The wheels of planning for the Warrego Highway don't stop either. There's been a big focus on the Dinmore to Helladon section, very long-term view taken there. Now, the government is calling for public comment at the moment. What upgrades are being proposed in the near term? Yeah, well, uh, there's various ones. We, we want to make sure that there's enough lanes for efficient traffic movements well into the future. And we want to make sure that access to the highway via grade-separated interchanges are well-planned. Um, active and public transport as well needs to be looked at. Access to properties from the service roads is another area that we need to look at. You know, we've already got con- some consultation underway that our locals might be aware of for the 20. 20- Mount Crosby interchange upgrade. Uh, so, you know, the four-lane Warrego Highway from Dinmore to Helladon's Bar is really, it's the backbone of our growing region. And traffic is expected, as you have rightfully said, uh, it's it's expected to double over the next 20 years. So, you know, it's, it's really, we really need, in order to meet future demand, we need to have this process in place. Of major interest locally, of course, is the Mount Crosby interchange. Yes. Is there a final plan yet? And when can we expect work to start? Well, that's actually in the electorate of Ipswich West. So I know that Jim Madden um, has been consulted on that. We've got, uh, I have seen um, some plans for that, uh, but I believe that consultation's already underway. Well, it's right in the middle of the busiest section of the Warrego, and I call that black soil to Dinmore. Is there a firm plan to add an extra lane each way, so it'll be a six-lane highway? I don't know if it's a firm plan, but I'm, I believe, I expect that it will be a part of, that, that will come up in the consultation. Jennifer Howard, where can people go to get more information to uh, make their public comment? Yeah, Alan, I, I, I think um, people uh, who want to keep up to date with the project progress and also get involved should definitely go to uh, the website. It's um, www.tmr.qld.gov.au forward slash Warrego Highway East. Another jobs announcement this week was the $220 million statewide for school upgrades. There was talk earlier this week that the amount for each electorate wouldn't be released. Is that true? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I believe that we, uh, we have, I've certainly got the figures for my electorate, uh, which I'm happy to share. So Ipswich uh, schools are going to share in more than $9.9 million dollars. Uh, and that's right across the Ipswich area, you know, from, uh, that takes in state electorates. Ipswich Special School has already had a significant amount spent in recent times. What yes. will the announced $1 million provide? It's going to upgrade its learning spaces. So uh, this is something that you know they, they need at that school. We've been able to uh, support that school quite a lot and I know it was it was really needed. When I was first elected actually it was um, one of the first schools, it was the first school I visited um, and we were able to get some funding to fence the school, 
you know, there's a number of uh, there's a number of projects that need to occur there, and I know that this million dollars is is very well received. They're very excited. About it. Do you have any indication when work will start? Well, we're hoping that work will start as soon as possible. Once again, a bit like our um, Works for Queensland funding to councils, we really want to uh, we want to have projects that are ready to go, um, and that's. Uh, that's how we've targeted it. And we're also encouraging our schools to engage local tradespeople to carry out the maintenance and works and some of the smaller jobs in our schools. It's critical to sort of share that money locally. And finally, Jen Howard, Parliament sat this week. What was the highlight for you? There were so many highlights, Alan. It was a fab- fabulous week. I was able to speak um, on one bill, uh, the, uh, the Future Fund bill which was also uh, combined with the royalties, petroleum royalties bill. Two important things to secure our economic future. Um, you know, not as exciting as some of the other things, but, you know, these are the kind of nuts and bolts legislation that we need to, uh, to really sort of help shore up our state into the future economically. But we also appointed a mine rehabilitation commissioner, and I know that's an issue for a lot of people locally. So... Um, we want this commissioner to work collaboratively with the community and with the resources industry and government to provide advice on the best practice when it comes to mine rehabilitation. We're a, we also passed legislation to build one of the largest grid-connected wind farms in the Southern Hemisphere in Queensland. It's called the Forest Wind Farm and it has the potential to power one in four Queensland homes. It could create 400 construction jobs hundreds more operational jobs so this is this is a very exciting project and uh, roughly where's the location of the wind farm around the, around Gympie I believe around the Gympie area uh, so Mer- oh, actually it's going to be in the Maribara region which yeah so next door. jobs will be basically next door yeah we also uh, the premier um, tabled the path to treaty which was a really solemn and significant moment I believe um, in the Queensland Parliament She's accepted the recommendations for treaty with First Nations Queenslanders, and it's it's a I know it's been very well received, and of course gay conversion therapy therapy which came through the Health Legislations Amendment Bill, uh, a, a really significant moment. It was uh, there was celebrations all around. Really, I mean, gay conversion therapy should never ever have been a thing, uh, and now we've legislated so that it will no longer be. A thing we need, you know, everyone's everyone's, you know, uh, equal, and there's it's it's been an abomination. So we're very excited to see that go. I'm surprised to hear that it was still permissible. Me too. In fact, when it was first introduced uh, some time ago, I remember hearing it and thinking, "Are people allowed to do that?" But it does. It go. It goes on. It's happening now. Discrimination is is still alive and well, and um, it's something that. You know, I have a son who's gay and I know that he's experienced discrimination largely throughout his life and um, it's not something that you want to see occur to absolutely anybody at any time and I'm very proud to be a part of a government that's legislated against this horrible, horrible practice. Jennifer Howard, as always, a pleasure catching up. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich today. Lovely to talk to you, Alan. Thank you for having me. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app.
including iHeartRadio. Or play Ipswich today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.